from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233-249-393361. Email us, revismila at gmail.com. Visit our website, icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, After today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, You will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Mark chapter 10, verse 1 and 9, 1 to 9. Then he arose from there and came to the region of Judea, the other side of Jordan, and immediately multitude gathered again to him. And as was accustomed, he taught them again. And he says, The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Testing him. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? This is Jesus speaking. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. In other words, he gave you the law of divorce because of the hardness of your heart. You see, people, we, you can, we divorce because we are hard in our heart. We are too selfish, stone heart. I think about myself and I don't think about you. Either the man or the woman. Tell me, if people, two people say we love each other and entered into marriage out of love, how come tomorrow they are going to stand in the court and say we don't marry again? Where did the love pass? Show me where the love pass. If not because of hardness of heart. Because when I've said that, I will never forgive you. And right now, the issue is that when people are even going to it, they are looking for what property do you have? So he said, attach my name to it. And then when they get there, they will go and even get a lawyer who will help them so that they divorce you and get property. What are you going to do property? Verse 6. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Eight. And the two shall become what? Two flesh. One flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Amen. What he means is that 
Because we are bound together, we have to live together. But because of the hardness of our heart, we say no. It cannot be. Now, the last point on this. I said four. So I'm giving the last one. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 to 5. Reasons for sex. Benefit. First Corinthians 7, 1 to 5. I've given you the third point. That was Mark chapter 10, verse 1 to 9. The first point was Genesis 1, 26, 9, 2. And then Genesis 1, 28. And then Genesis 9, 1. The second point is Genesis 2, 24. The third point was Mark chapter 10, verse 1 to 9. The fourth point is 1 Corinthians 7, 1 to 5. If you are taking note, take it well. <laughs> now concerning the things of which I wrote. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me. This is Paul speaking. It is not good for a man. It is, it is good. For a man not to touch a woman. Can you handle it? <laughs> Hello. Two. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality. So there is a reason here. Let each man have his own wife. And let each woman have her own husband. He didn't say let each man have his own male partner. And let each woman has his own this. Are you following me? Or have a gadget. A toy. A sex toy. That's not what he said. These are commandments according to God's children. Not commandments according to people in the world. And he says, Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. In other words, you the man, learn how to sex. As a husband. If you are not mature, this is the adult service. It's not for children's service. You go to children. So that is why we don't put children here. The reason why some of these things happen is that some men, you are in the marriage, you don't have any star in the marriage. From the day you marry, crucify me. You don't even know where the feelings, your wife feeling is. You don't even know how to romance. Your hand is like some paper. You don't even progress. You don't learn. The woman will tell you, I don't like this. And that is what you are always doing. Anytime couples you have sex, when you finish, evaluate. There is an evaluation column in sexual relationship. There are sex positions. There are things you need to learn to enhance your marital life. Because God created sex to be in marriage. So you need to enjoy it. It's not a sin. Not for boyfriend and a girlfriend. You starve your wife. And you say, she knows how to do skills. If you know how to do skills, why don't you teach your wife? And you the women, you also have to know. The man will be turning you and you are not turning. <laughs> you don't have any skill. You, 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 you. Instead of wearing things to kill the man, you wear things that will scare the man rather away. You will sweat and you will not even buy. And, and sometimes the most annoying part is that when we start giving birth, you think you are old. No proper makeup. You just wear anything. Your dress, there is no style in it because you think your husband will not look at any other woman. You are joking. Even old men has power. They are feelings. Am I preaching to you? Can, can I be real with you this morning? Because you push the men 
and you push the women and that is why we are having problem in marriages and relationships your dressing is 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 is, is sickening and you will not learn anything in fact at least let somebody come and help you with makeup for you to have three children four children five children it's not an excuse not to take care of yourself Your home is not romantic. Your, your, your kitchen is stinking. Your bedroom is dirty. Your environment is not clean. And yet you expect a man to love you. Who taught you that? And you think it's about fasting and prayer? You see, let me tell you something. We have the church by our practice is killing things. We have hidden behind holiness. Some of you, as I'm talking this thing, you make your face as if whatever it is. If, if, you, if you like, you can even frown your face. That is what is killing us. Even Jesus spoke about sex. So all kinds of nonsense is going on in marriages. Because we are not bold enough to tackle some of these things. All in the name of Christianity. Who told you, if God doesn't like sex, he wouldn't have created it for marriage. Some of you don't even bath. You come sweating and you have not bathed and you want to embrace your wife, kiss your wife, sleep with your wife. You go and eat garlic and eat other things. Your mouth will be smelling and that is why you want to kiss. You don't paste. When you hold a woman as if you are holding a log. She's not romantic. Who told you you don't have a feelings? You have a feelings. So stop that pretending and say, me, me, pastor, I don't have a feeling. Who told you you don't have a feeling? You are denying yourself and pretending. If you meet somebody who can turn you on your toes, you'll be spinning and your head will be... Please appear good. Tell somebody appear good. Be appetizing to your husband or be appetizing to your wife. Look young, look smart. Some of you enroll even into some gyms. Go and do exercise. Do you know why the Chinese man is always powerful? Because they do waste exercise a lot. So that they can keep power. You don't keep power, you you step on the accelerator. You are not got here anywhere. You can't climb any mountain. Then you are coming down. Husband. Go and get treatment to take care of your home. For the fact that a woman is not speaking does not mean the woman is happy. Listen, every man that you have a wife and you can't take your wife to orgasm level is a problem. Because the orgasm is what makes a woman satisfied. But women can pretend. You think she's shouting. <laughs> Put your hands together. <laughs> Remember, I said marriage. I didn't say if you are not married. Say, <laughs> so let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. The husband render to your wife the affection due her. Likewise, also the wife to her husband. Verse 4, he said, 
The wife does not have authority over her own body. You have women saying that uh, you are married. Said me, I wear jeans and go and sleep because it is my body. You are. It is not your body. Oh, tongue. It is not your body. So open the Jerusalem gate and let the man come in and do his his pastoral duty. It's not your body. <laughs> Pretend and say it's your body. Your body for where? The wife does not have authority over her own body. But the husband does. It's the husband. If the husband wants morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, that is for him. But that is it. And he says that, and likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body. But the wife does. So you, the man, you don't say that, that is my body. No, no, no. So any man, when you take your body, which belongs to your wife, and you go and sleep with another woman, you are stolen from the woman. That is what it means. So the woman, when you also take your body and go and sleep with another man or go and do anything, you have also stolen from the man. So you are a thief. Put your hands together for the Lord's help. And he said, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. In other words, when it comes to issues of sex, don't say no, we can't do it. Unless you've agreed in the marriage for a reason. Either you are fasting, or other one is sick, or because of one issue or the other, you say, well, can we hold on for some time because maybe I'm nursing the children, maybe I just gave birth and all those things, so we need some time for wounds to heal and all those things. Those things are there. That is the consent. But apart from that, nothing should stop you from coming together as husband and wife. So in other words, in marriage sense, don't starve each other. That's what the Bible is saying. Do not deprive one another When you do that, it's a sin. Because one will be having a feeling or the other will be having a feeling and he cannot express the feeling. Where do you want him to go to? So people end up in the bathroom now masturbating. Because if I cannot go and sleep with somebody and I cannot have it, I have to masturbate. Or the women will start now working on themselves because if I cannot do it, let me do it on myself. That is what brings in all these kinds of sins and nonsense. Because God created the sex to help solve the problem. Because the feelings will come, but the sex is to solve the problem in a marriage contest. So if you deny the sex avenue, you create other avenues for the enemy to enter and destroy marriages. And that is why a lot of marriages are sick today. He said, do not deprive one except with consent for a time. That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Everybody doesn't have self-control. Don't let us fool ourselves. But you need to work on yourself to be able to maintain that self-control. Because self-control is the fruit of the spirit. Am I talking to somebody here? So, this is the key that you need to understand. Sex is important. I've heard people ask me, said, so if you are fasting, I know it's a question on your mind. So let me answer you before you come and ask me. So, if you are fasting and your wife or your husband comes and wants to have sexuality, yes, you have to. It doesn't spoil your fasting. When you finished, you continue. <laughs> All that you know is that you have missed a point, but it's acceptable in the marriage context. It's not a sin. It doesn't destroy your fast. Madam Spiritual, Mr. Spiritual. Hello? That is what it means. He said, do not deprive one another 
except with consent for a time. So if I could not consent to it, it doesn't mean that I cannot have it. Afterwards, continue with what you are doing. Because if it doesn't come in a lack of self-control, I can be tempted to do something by the devil. Am I preaching to you? I'll finish this message before we close today. Because if I leave it, I'll not be able to come back to it again. And I'm not gone much. Now, so let's now look. So I've given you the four reasons why God created sex. Is that okay? Are you okay with it? Now let's look at the dangers of sexual perversion. If you don't apply sex in its right context, what are the dangers? If you don't work with it. Oh, receive it. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Then we'll jump to 9 to 13. He said, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. And such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles. That a man as his father's wife. Do you know it is real? A lady was married to a, 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 a gentleman. And the man realized certain funny things about the wife. But he couldn't say it. Because the wife will always leave and go to the mother's place. The wife and the mother were so much attached. That the wife doesn't want you to say anything about the mother. In fact, she will literally fight you. And I'll give you two scenarios. So there was, the guy can't understand because you know, know this love is not natural. But he can also place a finger where the whole thing was. The mother can visit and stay for a long time and go back. Anytime the mother visits, the woman even doesn't want to sleep in the bedroom with the husband. She will say she wants to sleep with the mother to keep her mother company. And the husband finds it odd. Uh, how can you do that? But whenever he wants to talk for the sake of peace, he will allow it. Then one day he was sleeping, the mother-in-law visited, and the wife was with the, the, the mother. So whilst he was sleeping, then he was woke up by the, you see, God can wake you up in certain things most times. He woke the man, he said, just go to the guest room where your mother-in-law sleeps. Go, just go there. The guy got up and walked by the window. But when he got there, he heard some mowing and whatever, excitement and all those things. So he said, ah, but what is going on? My mother-in-law is only with my wife there. So which man has entered into the room? When he peeped through the window, not knowing the mother-in-law and the daughter are lesbians. They are lesbian partners. And the guy was having problem in his sex life with his wife and didn't know why. And that was it. The other side of it was that one also married, not knowing the wife even has an affair with the father. And that the father even was sleeping with the child as long as the child was about eight years up to where the child is grown and even married. There are things. Can I go on? And all these people are not unbelievers. Tongue-talking, spirit-filled. It's a weakness. Are you understanding me? Because if you don't deal with it, that's what happens. And he said, it is actually, it's actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles. That a man and his father's, father's wife, verse 2, he said, 
and you are puffed up. In other words, instead of you to feel bad, you are arrogant. You are proud about it. And I've not rather mourned. You have not rather felt bad that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed as absent in body but present in spirit have already judged as though I were present. Him who has so done this deed. He said in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ when you are gathered together alone with my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ verse 5 deliver such one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it written? He said you should deliver him for his spirit what? To be saved. But his body should be dealt with. Go to verse I, t- I said we'll jump to verse what? Verse what? Okay, so let's have nine. So they said, I wrote you in my epistle not to keep company with sexual immoral people. And he will explain. Yet, I certainly did not mean with the sexual immoral people of this world. Because the sexual immoral people of this world, we need to win them over to Christ. Do you not get the difference now? Okay. Or with the covetous or extortionists or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother. Who is a brother? Oh, help me. Who is a brother? Your Christian brother now. Ah, don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the same thing to extension, a sister. He said, but now I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous. Somebody who wants to grab everything and doesn't care. Or an idolater, somebody who goes to shrines or malam or voodoo or a reviler, somebody who makes mockery or speaks ill about people. Or, an, or a drunkard, somebody who doesn't joke with a bottle. Or an extortioner, somebody that goes to extort people. And he said, not even to eat with such a person. Not to do what? This Bible, eh? the things that are in it is dangerous. Not to even eat with such a person. Okay. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. In other words, those that are in the world, God is judging them. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. The evil person. The next scripture. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 20. It said, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulteresses, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Do you want to inherit the kingdom of God? Oh, do we want to inherit the kingdom of God? 
and this is what the word of God is telling us. It's a very serious thing. But you see, the word has made it so easy for us not to see the seriousness of such things. So we fall prey to them by the deception of the devil. But tomorrow, we'll realize that we'll stand before the Lord and these little things, we call them little forces, prevent us after we have suffered enough here. I tell somebody, it is an indictment for me to get tired here and get to heaven and God says, I don't know you. I don't know about you. But then there is no need for me to... Because the thing is that if I will be here and the guy will be in disco, eh? And Charlie is lining up all the women and enjoying all the drinks from cognac to, I mean, to Bailey's to whatever. And, the, and he's smoking everything he has to smoke. And he's enjoying, you know, he's going to hell anyway. His sign is death warrant already. Then I'm in church. I said, I'm fasting and praying and believing God and everything. Then by the time we all open our eyes, we all find ourselves in hell. Oh, I don't know about you. <laughs> we, we all find ourselves in hell. I open my eyes, the guy is there. Yet I know him when he was in the world. Charlie, you can change about why did he tell? There is no business me sitting. I should have also joined him. Then I'll know that if I am going to hell, I'll go proper. Do you know that when he still want tuba of yam? Eh? One tuba of yam. And somebody goes to rob a whole bank. When they arrest the two of you and they take you to court, they will jail you who stood the tuba of yam more years than the one who robbed the bank. If you want to still still big, <laughs> so when they catch you, you know that as for this one, I did it because it's not going to this chicken and pen and what. No, 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 no. And say we want to be righteous, be righteous, not in between. Because Charlie, the thing is a serious thing. Amen. Can I go on? I've given you only what one. Am I right? He said, no, thieves. He said, and such were some of you. But you were washed. In other words, we used to be like that. But God has saved us. But you were sanctified. But you were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. By the spirit of our God. And he said, all things are lawful for me. Tell somebody, all things are lawful for me. You see, the, the problem we have is the, is, the, is, the, is the righteousness thing where he said, when I sin, I ask for forgiveness. You see, the reason why God put the clause of forgiveness for you to ask is that when you forgive, when you ask for forgiveness and he forgives you, you don't go doing the same thing again. That is all. But not repeating it again. He said, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Food for the stomach. And the stomach for food. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality. But for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. And he said. And God both raised up the Lord. And will also raise us up by his power. Amen. So the body that God gave us. It is for him. It is not for sexual immorality. Hallelujah. Now the next point. I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Am I right? Okay. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 12. He said, if a man lies with a daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood shall be upon them. Verse 13. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. If a man marries a woman and a mother, it is a wickedness. They shall be burned with fire. 
both he and they, that there may be not wickedness among you. And he says, if a man meets with an animal, he shall surely be put to death, and you shall kill the animal. If a woman approaches any animal and meets with it, you shall kill the woman and the animal. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. If a man takes his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, and sees her nakedness, and she sees his nakedness, it is a wicked thing, and they shall be cut off in the sight of their people. He has uncovered his sister's nakedness. He shall bear his guilt. Do you know people do it? If a man lies with a woman during her sickness, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Women, do you know what that means? May, do you know the woman's sickness? Okay, then I will not tell you. It's an assignment. Go and find out. If a man lies with a woman during her sickness and uncovers her nakedness, he has exposed her flow. So now do you get it now? And she has uncovered the flow of her blood. Both of them shall be cut off from their people. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, nor of your father's sister. For that will uncover is near of kin. They shall bear their guilt. Let me leave it there. So, it's simply lots of you also in marriage. That what you know is that when the thing is flowing, that is when you want to play the game. Watch it. Deuteronomy 27. 20 to 23. Curse is the one who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's bed. And other people shall say, Oh, other people shall say, yeah. Verse 21. Curse is the one who lies with any kind of animal. And other people shall say, yeah. Curse is the one who lies with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Curse is the one who lies with his mother-in-law. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Curse is the one who attacks his neighbor secretly. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. So is there. <laughs> Hebrews 13.4 Hebrews 13.4 Marriage is honorable among all. Have somebody say, marriage is honorable. So it is an honorable thing to marry. I release those who are not married into marriage. Oh, I said, I release those who are not married into marriage. I release you in Jesus' name. Marriage is is honorable among all. And the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. You know who is fornicating? You know who is adulterous? Should I explain? You know it already. First Thessalonians 4, 3 to 7. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Tell someone and say, the will of God for you is your sanctification. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. It has come here. It said, abstain from sexual what? perversiveness, which is sexual immorality. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. He said that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. In other words, the vessel there is talking about your organ. The male organ and the female organ. He said you should do what? Possess it. 
Possession means what? Control. Authority. When I possess this iPad, I am the owner of it. Are you there with me? So I can control the iPad the way I want because it's for me. When I possess a car, I can drive the car anyhow. In other words, the same thing is with our organs. So he said we should be in charge of it. Don't tell me I cannot control it. Control it. Amen. He said that each of you should know how to possess. Know how. How do you do it? When you have any weakness, pray. Go to God. Cry on God. You see, first, I knew myself when I was in the world. I knew the kind of life I was living. I knew the kind of things I was doing. And I realized that being saved, because God can fill any vessel. And God can use anything because he can use donkeys to even speak. Are you there with me? So, but I knew that this is the weakness, this is a challenge. So, if I have to accept the call of God and I need to deal with it, I went into prayer. I asked God to kill me and resurrect me again. I said, God, kill me, let me die and bring me back again to use me. And I spent time, I cried, I, I, I held him and all those things because I didn't know where he was sending me. I don't even know I will be a pastor here to lead anybody. I don't know where God is sending me tomorrow, but I knew that if I don't tackle God to deal with that thing, amen, and you can't run away from it because, you know, some of these things have a spirit that backs it. And I know, I'm not going to details, I'm just so I have to stay in the closet to, to work on, my, on, my, on, my, on myself to the time that, so it took the Holy Spirit himself after working on me, he picked me by force and pushed me. I went to church one Tuesday teaching service. After service, everybody left. When I was getting up, then the Holy Spirit would push me to sit down. When I was getting up, he would push me to sit down. That you can ask my wife, I got home crying. My eyes were swollen. I didn't even know how I managed to get to the house. Pastor will come and pass by me and he's laughing at me. I was disciplined in the church room. Then I gave up. That's how I went to the Bible school. I didn't go by myself because I thought I was working on myself. And the Lord said, listen, I'll do it. And when I was going to the Bible, he said, though it is four years, I'll make you do three years. Because the time you have delayed, now I have to cut it short. And I said, but it, it doesn't happen. It's not possible. And truly, when I went to the Bible school, instead of four years, I did three years. According to what God said. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't see me as a superhuman preaching to you. We didn't even qualify to even stand before you to preach to you. But we started dealing. And even now, we are still dealing with ourselves. Say, Pastor, don't you have... Yes, we go through temptation. We go through challenges. But we still do what? Dealing with ourselves. Because we die daily. This thing called devil is not a gentleman. Please, let's be serious. He's not a gentleman. He can mess you up. Don't think because it's a church environment. So no, 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 no. You are joking. I have gone to places where people, you are preaching, the pastor will preach and the pastor gets confused. And when you look, you realize that somebody is sitting there doing butterfly. So when the pastor says, John 3.16, for God so loved, and then he asks, and he says, uh-huh, and second Corinthians, he is confused. Because he's seeing things that are not seen. You think it's everybody that comes and says he loves God? And honor. 
not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. And he said that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. And he said, for God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. And said, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do not toward all the brethren who are all in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Showing brotherly love and sisterly love is not to say, visit brother and brother now in the house. Say, can we visit me to pray? You enter, sister enter brother room and brother closes the door. And then he said, can we pray? Then before you know, that is not bloodly love. Amen. So it's important for us to know that for every relationship and for us to go on with life, there are these things we should be able to take note of and not to play with. Because without it, we'll have a challenge with our relationship. Final thing I want to say is that the only way we can deal with these things is to have a mutual respect for one another. Write it down. I leave you with this. Mutual respect. Mutual respect. When you the guy, you respect the lady you are courting or you are dated, you will not go sleeping with the friends. If you don't respect her, that is why you can go and do that. If a man says he loves you, and cannot stay for you, the man doesn't respect you. I'm telling you, take this from me. If a woman says she loves you, and cannot stay with you, but can go after other men, she doesn't respect you. It's very important. For every center of every relationship is respect for one another. When I respect you, I will value you. And anywhere I am, I will make sure I will not do anything that will hurt you. The question I always ask is that if nobody is there, can you be proud enough to say what you do? If your wife should per chance chance on you, how will you feel? Hello? That which is your secret? I'm leaving you with this question. Ask yourself before you say, me, I'm okay. If your husband or your wife to chance on you in your secret in what you are doing, will you be proud of what you are doing and will you be happy? In the bathroom. In the corner. When you are alone. When you travel, when nobody is there, just think for a moment that if somebody should come to me right now, what I am doing, will I be confident enough to say I am okay? Now, if you can be okay, the Bible says that if our conscience does not judge us, then we have not sinned. 
But if our conscience judges us, then we have sinned. So if already the thing you are doing, you are not confident about it and you are hiding, then know that you have already sinned. Don't do it. If you are hiding to drink and you know that when I chanced on you and somebody see you drinking and it's bad, they don't drink. But if you can drink it and you know they are okay, then fine. Because anything that you are condemned already, you are already condemned. So the question I want to ask you is that how proud are you doing what you are doing and how happy will you be if it is found out? Will you be happy? Or you feel bad? Because you see, it's not every bad you feel that you can overcome. But there are some bad you feel that you cannot overcome. I tell people that whenever I tell you anything, it's no more a secret. So please, take note of this. Your friend's husband is not your husband. Your friend introduced to your husband and that is when you are going to roll yourself and hello. Eh, eh, then your voice changes. It's not your husband. Don't give the man thoughts. Amen. Please be, be disciplined. And you guy, it's not every lady you should follow because they need to go on with their life. I'm arresting this case here and I know that you will work with it. So that you can help each other for us to stay holy and pure. To continue serving God. Because that is the only way we can be a blessing. God bless you for hearing me. Amen. God bless you. much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know I'm covered. No greater